What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mark's Takes. I have no idea what episode this is. It's been a hot minute. I've actually been making a lot of content over on Instagram, at Mark's Takes. I really do like making these podcasts, but it's been hard for me to find a time to really sit down and record, but I do have some time today. So today's Sunday. I'm going to put this up on Monday. Today's June 13th. I'm recording this in the middle of a halftime of Bucks Nets. So Kyrie went down in the middle of the second quarter, hurt his ankle pretty badly. He landed on Giannis very awkwardly, and he went to the locker room. Um, I might get a live reaction during this to what exactly happened to him, what his status report is, but by the time you guys are listening to this, there should be a, a full a full report, you know, on what what happened to him. But from right now, I'll just keep my Woj open to see, you know, I'll keep my notifications on on Woj to see what the update is because he did leave the game with a pretty nasty ankle turn. So, yes, like I said, I've been making a lot of content over on Instagram. I make videos. I really like editing videos a lot. Like I said, it's just quicker for me to edit videos rather than, you know, sitting here for like 30 minutes and talking uh, to myself. So, again, I want to do a combination of both, but I've been definitely making a lot of content over on Instagram. I also have been doing some Twitch streams, and I've been basically live watching games and doing kind of like a play-by-play commentary for them, you know, betting live for NBA games, and it's been really, really fun. I've had a really good time. I think I'm going to be doing one tonight for Clippers Jazz Game 4, so I'm excited for that. They're really fun. Uh, I think I have a sports book that wants to sponsor the event uh, or the live stream, so I'm going to get on that, I think, tonight for Clippers Jazz. And, yeah, so by the time you guys are listening to this, either the Suns would have swept the Nuggets or the Nuggets would have won one game. But whatever happens, it's either Suns in four or Suns in five, you know. I just want to give a shout-out to the Suns because their guard play is absolutely insane. Like, I think if the Nuggets had Murray, it might have been a bit different. I think the Nuggets could have won maybe two games if Murray was healthy. Um, but the Suns are just too much. Their guards are so good. Their shooters, like Bridges, Crowder's not really guard, but he's so good. Bridges is amazing. Campaign, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like that squad is so good. Their guard play is fantastic, and I've really, really enjoyed watching them. I'm gonna be rooting for my Clippers, you know for however far they go, but I've had just a really, really fun time watching the Suns play basketball. I think it's been some beautiful, beautiful basketball to watch, truly, and we'll see, but I think right now they're my pick to make it to the finals. I think they're my pick right now to come out of the West. Um, I I just think that they're really, really strong offensively, and defensively, Aiden has been good. Aiden was a guy that, you know, this is his first playoffs, and I didn't really know how he was going to react in the playoffs because, you know, everyone reacts differently. differently. Some people crumble under the pressure. Some people thrive. And Aiden has been a dude that has been so good in the playoffs. You know, he's done – he's a guy that gives Jokic a lot of problems, and he's done that 
Um, and he's been averaging like a double-double. He's a double-double machine pretty much every single night. And he's been really, really good in the playoffs. And I absolutely love it. He's averaging 22 points versus Denver. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we just look... We just look at his last couple of games, 10 points, 15 points, 20 points, 15 rebounds, 10 rebounds, 10 rebounds. I mean, he's playing fantastic, double-double machine, and I really like it. Again, he was a wild card, was never in the playoffs, and I think he's totally, he's totally surpassed my expectations because he's been that good right now in the playoffs. I think the Suns, again, they're my pick. To make it right now, and you're probably, I'm like, uh, why not the Jazz? But I just think the Suns are the most complete team right now coming out of the West. And if they do make it out of the West, I think that they could, you know, beat the Sixers, you know, they could beat the Bucks. We'll see what happens. But I think when we talk about bubble frauds and stuff, like the Suns, you know, they were, they went undefeated in the bubble, they missed the playoffs. Um, which was really sad, but I don't think they were a bubble fraud. Obviously, they got some huge off-season pickups that really helped them. They got Chris Paul. They got um, Jay Crowder. But I really think what we saw in the bubble was kind of like a foundation to what we're seeing now. I think them going 8-0 or whatever, they just went undefeated in the bubble was truly like the foundation of what we're seeing now. They built that up in the bubble. They kept kind of that same vibe to them. Added a veteran in Chris Paul. Added Jay Crowder, another good vet. And they've kind of built off that, and they've just gone better and better. So I don't think what we saw in the bubble was fraudulent from the Suns. I think it's it's obviously, you know, you add better players, you're going to be better. But... I think it was really, they were laying the foundation for what we're seeing now. And I think everything else in the bubble was fraudulent, obviously. Lakers, fraudulent. Nuggets, fraudulent. Miami Heat, fraudulent. But I do give the Suns credit because I think what we saw in the bubble was just kind of a foreshadow to what we're seeing now. And it really, really built a strong foundation in the bubble. So... Shout out to the Suns. They, I think they've been, for me personally, the most entertaining team to watch in this year's playoffs. Um, so yeah, we got Clippers-Jazz tonight, Game 4. Huge game tonight. Clippers are down 2-1. It's pretty much a must-win game for the Clippers. Th- being down 3-1 would be really hard to come back from. Obviously, it's been done before. As a Clipper fan, I've seen it happen. Um... Sadly, I've seen it happen too many times to count. And it's pretty much a must-win. You don't want to be down 3-1, go back to Utah with that pretty hostile crowd. Pretty much a must-win tonight. Um, I really liked how the Clippers responded in Game 3. Kawhi and Paul George pretty much took over. You know, you can't have Kawhi do it all. If the Clippers want to win this series, they're really going to need Paul George to step up. You know, he's kind of the X factor in this series. And if they want Paul George, I mean, if they want to win this series, Paul George has to be scoring 25 plus a night with Kawhi also up there, 28 plus. You know, that's how they have to win the game. And then they also have to have a third guy, you know, and that third guy is kind of different every night. It's Marcus Morris sometimes, Reggie Jackson sometimes. Marcus Morris, he's been a dude that's been kind of MIA this year's playoffs. I kind of gave him. 
you know, I let him go a little bit in the Mavs series because, you know, he hit some big shots in the Mavs series. Game 7, he was really good, so I let him go because I was like, okay, you showed up in Game 7, I'm going to give you a pass, okay? But, no, he's been horrific versus Utah. Absolutely horrific. I'm looking at his stats right now. Six, six points. I mean, the Clippers are luckily they won, you know, game three by a lot. Six points. Game two, eight points. Game one, nine points. I mean, he had a great game seven with 23 points. But in game, uh, yeah, I mean, he had 23 points. Um, so he's just like, he's very inconsistent. And I really think he's supposed to be the Clippers He's supposed to be the Clippers' third best player. I mean, he's a decent scorer. He's a pretty mediocre defender, which bothers me quite a bit. Um, I, I wish he was a little more active on the on the defense. But I just really need him to step up um, and shoot the ball better. He was the number one, whatever, number two shoot, three-point shooter in the regular season. And then what? He's shooting horrifically. Horrific in... The second round, I'm like, dude, how do you go from being the number one shooter in the regular season to shooting like 6%? Or I don't even know what it is exactly, 6%. I mean, he didn't make a three-point, he didn't make a three-pointer in game three. You know, he went 0 for 2, he was 0 for 5, 0 for 5 on June 10th, and he was 1 for 9 on June 8th. So games 1 and 2, he shot 11% from 3. He made 1. He went 1 for 9 and 0 for 5. You can't do that, Marcus Morris. You can't do that, okay? It's the second round of the playoffs. You're supposed to be really the third best player on the Clippers. They pay you huge money to be the third best player. They extended you 4 years, $64 million. I mean, that is supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be that guy, you know, you're supposed to be the third best player, and you have been abysmal in the second round. Absolutely abysmal. Shooting 0%, 11%, 0% in the three games. Horrible. You know, absolutely horrible. And I really need him to step it up quite a bit. He's got to step it up more. He's got to. I mean, he had 23 points in game seven. Where is that Marcus Morris? I don't know where he is. I don't know. But he can't. we cannot win a playoff series if he's going to shoot 0% from three. If he's going to shoot, you know, anything below 30%. He was shooting, what, 45% in the regular season? And now he's down to 11%. I just don't know how that happens. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you can shoot 45% in the regular season and then shoot... 11% in the playoffs. I don't get that. But, dude, he, he needs to wake up. He's got to wake up because it's it's really, really bad from, from what I'm seeing. So, just wake up. It's, it's a must-win for the Clippers. They're favored by that four points, according to my bookie. So, we'll see what happens with the Clippers. Pretty much a must-win. Must win. Oh, here we go. Kyrie is out. Out for the rest of the game. That's my live, live thing. Okay, that's my live reaction. Shams tweeted it. Woj retweeted. He's out for the rest of the game with a right ankle sprain. I mean, with Harden out, with Kyrie out, it's going to be really, really hard for the Nets to win. I mean, 
it might be 2-2, they're going back to Brooklyn, okay, and they went, and they went to Milwaukee up 2-0, that's not how, that's really not good for them, not good at all, injury bug, struck the nets pretty hard, and I, I, prayers up to Kyrie, I feel really horrible for the dude, I feel horrible for the nets in general, just their health is horrendous, but prayers up to Kyrie, this shortened, condensed season has just, it's been a, it's been a, just injury fest because of the shortened season. Prayers up. Landed on Giannis's foot very, very uncomfortably. And prayers up. Prayers up to you, Kyrie. You know, I hope you get better soon. But yeah, so uh, the the Nets might be in trouble if they're missing those two for an extended period of time. They, they need at least one of them to come back for Game 5 in Brooklyn. They need... KD can't do it all. Uh, I mean, KD and the bums, kind of. It's just like, they're running without Kyrie, without Harden out there. They're running plays for Blake Griffin. It's like, I like Blake Griffin. He's alright, but like, you can't you can't be running ISOs for Blake Griffin. So, with Kyrie out, someone has got to step up for the Nets. I don't know who it's going to be. I really don't. I, I don't, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked. Uh, they have, I mean, the Nets have like, the Nets got some Clippers health trainers over there, you know? They got some they got some Clippers health trainers. I mean, they have the same type of trainers. Everybody's injured, okay? I, I, I get it. It's so frustrating. So prayers up to Kyrie. But back to the Clippers jazz. So pretty much must win. I hope the Clippers respond. I think it's going to be a much closer game. Than game three. I think the Jazz will respond. It'll be interesting to see how Donovan Mitchell is doing. He tweaked, I think, his ankle in game three. He was fine. He went to the locker room for a bit, came back out. He didn't go back in the game because at that point, you know, the game was cart it was already out of hand. You know, the the Clippers were up a lot. So he didn't come back in. He when the game was over, he went back to the tunnel with a uh, ice, you know, ice on his ankle, so I think he might have, I don't think he really heard it, but we'll see if that has any effect to him. He's been absolutely phenomenal. I think, I mean, to me, I'm so damaged by the Luka series that really nothing hurts me anymore. Watching Luka play for, you know, watching Luka play for seven games against the Clippers was it was pretty traumatic. I'm so happy that the Clippers won that series because if they didn't, they would have never heard the end of it. It would have been, you gotta move. You gotta move cities if you if they lost to the Mavs. You gotta, gotta get out. Um, go to Seattle if they would have lost. And now P.J. Tucker is down too. I'm watching the game. It's back for the third quarter. And now P.J. Tucker is down and they just went to commercial break. So the injury bug is just fully out right now. Um, but yeah, so... That was traumatic, watching Luca. It was something, it was like, it was like, it felt like I was watching slow-mo, because he's slow, he's so slow, and I, I felt like it was in slow motion, but he was so good. It was very, very, very traumatic, and I'm glad that I don't have to watch him play anymore. He's, he's amazing, props to him, but I kind of, now watching Donovan Mitchell, it's kind of the same thing, like when, when they shoot. I'm surprised when they miss. That's kind of how I feel about about Donovan Mitchell right now. Like I'm I'm genuinely I'm genuinely surprised when 
they when they miss. Okay, he's at 45, 37, 30. I mean, he's absolutely torching. The, he's torching the Clippers uh, in those first three games. Obviously, you know they lost game three, but he still had 30, and he had 37, 45. He was going off that first game. Just he was insane. Um, but yeah, so. I, I don't really know what the Clippers are going to do to really stop him. I think they might kind of do that similar Luka approach where it's like, you know, let Donovan score as many points as possible but kind of limit everybody else. And it's kind of similar to the Mavs. Like, they got shooters. They got people who can just score the ball constantly. They, they have a better bench, I think, uh, than the Mavs for sure way better bench, so that's kind of a, an area too, because sometimes the Mavs just weren't getting production from their bench, but Utah, you know, they have the sixth man, they have, they got Jordan Clarkson, so they're getting, like, production on their bench, but I, I think the Clippers are kind of doing the similar Luka thing, where it's like, yeah, you know, Donovan Mitchell can score as many points as possible, but let's limit, you know, let's limit everybody else and they got shooters I respect the Jazz like this is this is tough it's a tough tough series the the Utah series was I mean the Mavs series was just as emotionally exhausting this one is different because it's a lot more physical I think the, the Jazz play so much more physical uh than than the Mavs and that's just like Porzingis was soft very very soft he's the new pandemic P he was soft. There was just a lot of softies on the maps, and the Jazz don't really—they don't really have a lot of sa a lot of softies. I mean, I don't really know anybody that plays on the Jazz that I would consider soft. I don't, like I, I don't see it. Maybe no, I really don't see it. I think Rudy can be sort of soft sometimes, but like he's still the d defensive player of the year. Like I give him credit. He makes a lot of good plays on defense. But yeah, and then there was some like beef. I guess after the game, um, there was there was a uh, what do we call it? A little post game from Paul George, and I guess someone had asked him about Joe Ingles. They have some they have some history, I guess, from when when uh, when Paul George was on the Thunder, and I guess he said someone said, "What do you think about Paul George?" And he said, "I don't, I don't. I mean, what he said, what do you care about?" What do you think about Joe Ingles? Sorry, I'm just trying to pull the clip up. He said, "I don't care about him." Next question. So a little bit, of, a little bit. Of, it's getting a bit toxic. Clippers, Jazz, Jazz were also talking some shit before Game One. They were saying like, "Oh well, the Clippers thought this was like a favorable matchup for them, so like you know, we'll we're gonna show them that it wasn't favorable." So, some stupid quote like that. It was like, well, you know, they, they lost those games at the end of the season for a reason because they think we're, you know, a more favorable matchup and we want to show them, like, you know, you guys you guys picked the wrong thing. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of that. Um, a lot of, like, oh, you guys tanked, so, you know, you got to face us. It's not going to be as easy and, and as favorable as you think. There was a lot of that. I don't really care what Jordan Clarkson has to say, to be honest. I, I don't. Um, but I think there's been some talk back and forth. So it's been interesting. It's heating up. And yeah, game four is tonight. Tonight, it's a pretty much must win. I mean, I'm recording this. The game is uh, the game is tomorrow. But when you all are listening to this, it will be tonight. So 
Game four, pretty much a must win. I, I hope Staples Center is loud. I really do. I really, really do. Um, it was definitely better for game three. Definitely way better. It just, I, again, I get a little bit of PTSD from the Mavs series because home court it just wasn't a thing. That, like, will, I think that Mavs series will give me PTSD for a really long time because I used to be very confident about home court. You know, I used to be very like, okay, we're at home. You know, we have an advantage. But after watching that, uh, the Mavs series, I'm like, nah, like home court's not really a thing, especially during COVID. It's like when Staples Center is pretty much empty compared to, you know, wherever the Jazz play, I don't really think of that as home court. You know, if you have a full stadium, okay, but like Staples Center is not full capacity yet. I, I actually, tomorrow is uh, the, the reopening technically, so... If it comes back for a game six, that will be the first ever full capacity game at Staples Center, which is very exciting. But yeah, those lower capacity games were, um, it was tough. It was really tough in the Mavs series. It was just kind of like an open gym, total open gym. It was like a, it was like an LA fitness vibe with like really, really nice lighting and some music and the cutouts, bro. The cutouts, the cutouts are going to give me PTSD for a long time, those cutouts, okay? They gave, they gave me a lot of PTSD for the ma during the Mavs. I, di I didn't think it was a good idea. I think it was really distracting. took away from a lot. It, it took away from the game itself. It was just really distracting. So, yes, the cutouts gave me PTSD and just Staples Center, like home court, you know? So, hopefully the Clippers will win tonight. And the Bucks are kind of running away with this game right now. They are, I mean, they are, it's, it, again, it's tough. He has a, he has a, Kyrie has a right ankle sprain, so Sixers and Doc Rivers getting bailed out again by injuries. You hate to see that. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the Sixers, really. I think that's probably the most boring series. I will say briefly that that first game, Game one was a uh, that was a top three I think Doc Rivers uh, disaster class I think for sure absolute disaster class played a full bench he's adjusted since then but to play a full bench lineup in the second round of the NBA playoffs um, that was definitely that was very interesting to see I think they got outscored like 16 18 to zero I, I think it was one of those um, but. That was a Doc Rivers disaster class. They came back and like only lost by four, which which I guess is good if you want to look at it like that. But at the same time, again, Doc Rivers was getting absolutely slandered uh, on Twitter. And that was, yeah, that was interesting. Very, very interesting. So, yes, that's all I have to say about that. Because it, it was just, a, I'll, I'll just put it as a disaster class. Fully, full-on disaster class. Um, yeah, but the Bucks are running away with this game right now, and if they lose this game, they are going to get absolutely slandered by, uh, NBA Twitter, and they'll, they'll, they'll get slandered. KD's kind of, I mean, they're only really running sets for KD, you know, KD's kind of, uh, you know, just kind of playing ISO, which really, it doesn't work, it really doesn't work when you, they just don't have a second scorer out there right now. And they're, I told you, they're doing Blake Griffin ISO, which is which is never a good idea. So I think this series could get interesting if if Kyrie's out for a long time, if 
if Harden's, you know, going to be out for a while, I think this, uh, this could get interesting. I mean, it's going to be 2-2 going back to Brooklyn. I, I doubt Kyrie plays. I doubt it. I mean, I, I really do doubt it. I think the Nets, like, an ankle sprain, I don't think that's a one-day thing you can come back from. So, it may get a little interesting. Um, obviously, I, I want the Nets to beat the Bucks, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, that's going to do it. Again, I will be live on Twitch tonight for Clippers, Jazz, Game 4. It's just me watching the game. gets rowdy. It gets very, very rowdy. I get really rowdy during the games. Screaming, throwing things, all that. It gets really fun. So, I'll be there. Twitch.tv slash MarksTakes. See you all there. Thanks for listening today. And have a good one. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.